welcome to the Blue Collar Experts Podcast. I'm your host, Gustavo Tapia, and I want to thank you for tuning in today. This podcast is for business owners and for future business owners that are looking to take the leap into entrepreneurship. We know this can be scary, stressful, and sometimes feel impossible. This is why it's important we all share our story. Please remember to subscribe, download, and share, as well as leave us a five-star review. With your help, we can get this show to reach more listeners and enjoy this valuable content. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in today. We have a very special guest. Her name is Robin Bogue, and she is the owner of Eat, Drink, and Be Merry. Robin, thank you so much for joining us today, and welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to talking to you. Excellent, excellent. So tell us a little bit about your business first. What is Eat, Drink, and Be Merry? So Eat, Drink, and Be Merry is anything food and beverage oriented. Um, the, the main part of the business is tours and tasting, which I pick up clients at hotels, at their home businesses, wherever they choose to be picked up. And then I take them into wine country, down an urban beer trail, down distillery row, and they get to go and try whatever it is that they want to try that day. And then we can add a dinner excursion, we can add lunch, we can add charcuterie, and we just spend the day doing anything food and beverage oriented. Um, the idea came from, I um, owned a winery for many years, and I know a lot about wine education. I know about winemaking and viticultural practices and things like that, that during the tours, we end up getting into in-depth conversations, which leave me wanting to get back into the wine business at the end of the day, but that I just keep uh, moving forward on the new journey that I'm at. And so Eat, Drink, and Be Merry is about anything food-oriented and what you can learn from it and what you can get from it. Okay, nice. I, I, I don't think I've, so I'm in the area too. I'm in California. I'm in the, in the Bay Area by San Francisco. Um, and I've done a wine tasting, but I don't think I've ever done like a, a one with like a tour with the food as well. Mm -hmm. um, so is this like you go to just different spots or do you have specific spots that you take people to? How, how is that? We would have a quick conversation and you would tell me what kind of wine you wanted to try or your favorite spirit. If you wanted to do all whiskey or if you wanted to do spirits or if you wanted to do two locations, winery and one location, a brewery. And then I, um, I find out if there are certain specifics that you want for your day. And then I put the itinerary together. I do a little bit of research and I think through the area and what we have to offer. And then I put together an itinerary and I present it to you. And then you let me know if that looks okay. And then we do, I provide a service contract and um, we book the dates and then we go on the journey that I, I pretty much set the itinerary, but you definitely approve it. Okay. And you're uh, already very knowledgeable when it comes to wine. Was it, was it any difficult in terms of maybe logistics or anything like that, when you wanted to add the eating part of it and when you started this business now with like the, the tours or was it pretty easy to just kind of merge into that as well? It was pretty easy because when you think of wine, you think of food pairings, mm -hmm. wine and food pairings. So I've always been pretty, pretty much a foodie, um, my a foodie and a whiny and a beveragey, however you say all of that. I've always been in the industry and I love to experience the new restaurants and 
um, I read up on things. I, you know, review social media. So I know what's going on in our area. And I, if I don't know, I'll call people and say, mm -hmm. hey, I've got a client that we're going to pass Robles, which is about an hour north of here. What's something new and improved that I don't know about? Or I'll Google or I'll call the Chamber of Commerce and I'll, I'll explain what I'm doing. So mm -hmm. I do the research that it takes if I don't know. And um, because I've been doing this part of it for about a year and a half, I feel like I'm a really good wealth of knowledge for the Central Coast and, you know, what the food scene is, what the beverage scene is. And yeah, definitely anything wine oriented. I already had that in my background from growing up in the area and then being in the wine industry. I, I already had that in my back pocket. And how big are these tours? Like, is this small groups, medium groups, large groups? What they are, are your small comments? groups. They're up to six people. I have one vehicle. Mm -hmm. And so I take, um, usually my groups are um, three, four or five people. And they're not always couples that it could be girls days, girls day out, guys day out, day drinking, you know, that sister celebrating birthdays. It I've, I've had everything that it's, I'll, it's whoever's looking for a luxury SUV, a, a guided guest tour, you know, anything that they don't have to drive. They don't have to think, they don't have to put it together. They just know that I've got that, that part taken care of for them. Okay. And you got started with this business about two years ago, correct? Yes, I did. How did, um, well, one, that was like when there was a lot of issues with COVID and restrictions on businesses. In your case, was it any difficult during that time? Or like, what did yeah. you have to go through in terms of these obstacles to continue doing business at that time? Yeah, we've had on the Central Coast, uh, maximum occupancy. And mm -hmm. so people, you can only have at one point, like 20% occupancy. So then that meant a room that could hold 100 could only have 20. Mm -hmm. And so then there, then we switched to bookings and appointments. And so then there was that new level of, you know, booking your appointment rather than saying, hey, we're going to go to this winery at three o'clock. Well, at three o'clock, they may not have appointments or they may not offer their appointments at that time. And um, mm -hmm. they, they're not all standard. Some are 12 and they're usually 90 minute appointments. So some are at noon, some are at one, some are at two, two thirty. So it's a matter of there's a lot of logistics and puzzle piecing that you have to put together mm -hmm. to be able to make it all make sense for where you're going. Mm -hmm. um, and then we have the six feet rule. Um, I don't know how far out that was, but in our area that, and it's still, you still see the signs um, here and there sometimes putting on masks. Um, tour companies were shut down for a while because we have the six feet rule and in a vehicle, there's no six feet in a vehicle. So that automatically shut us down. And then where we were going, that was shut down as well. So um, it has, it has held me back from expanding more to be able to buy more vehicles, to hire more people. It has held me back. It's held me back for me, even just doing work, but mm -hmm. there has been work to do and people are still getting out and about. Um, some people do ask me to put a mask on in the vehicle when they're driving and I just comply. It's, you know, if they feel they need that safety, then mm -hmm. I do that. Um, that's not as much anymore. That was maybe a year ago, mm -hmm. but um, yeah, it's definitely, held me back from being more successful and more busy, but that I know that that will come in time. Yeah. And how, um, how did you go about getting or finding new clients 
to want to go on these tours? What are some things that you've been trying out recently? I just listed on Airbnb experiences. So I have a sparkling only wine tour that I'm doing and that's listed on Airbnb. I also post an event on Facebook and I put it out on social media where I take pictures of um, people that I've gone with. Um, a lot of my friends will stand in and help me create content with, hey, can I pick you up and you know let's go wine tasting today? But I, the deal is I need your photograph. And then I do take clients that I'm like, hey, would you mind if I took your photograph? Could I use it for social media? And 95% of everyone is like, yeah, please do tag us. Like we would love that. So um, I, I just reach out. I have a, a database of clients that I have left over from the winery that I'm able to reach out to as well. And um, I have a blog, eatdrinkandbemerry.online, and I do write. I haven't written as much as I would like, but people are starting to find that and follow that. And I'm starting to now kind of pick that up a little bit. So you just have to keep talking. I sponsored a, a, a tee box at a golf tournament yesterday and that the three men that I golfed with all know what my business is. And then, you know, I, I got... Um, recognized at the dinner because I offered a, a spirit tasting and so then people are like what is that so then they come up and talk to me so I go out and about in the public and I'm always I've got always have business cards in my car in my purse in my hand to be able to say call me uh, that we'll, we can talk about it or let's talk about it now and you just have to always be constantly on and ready for those conversations yeah absolutely it's, I like how you said that you just always have to keep talking because if you don't then all of a sudden people are not going to hear about you in a, in a way so um things start to get quiet and you're not as visible anymore um what uh, are some of the plans for the business for the next few years like in terms of um maybe i don't know that could be accommodating larger groups maybe not maybe you want to keep it a little bit more intimate or maybe that could just be hiring some team members to do specific things. Uh, what are some of the plans for the business? I would like to possibly purchase. I For this right now, what I drive is a GMC Denali, Yukon mm -hmm. Denali. And so I can take up to six guests. I would like to buy um, a couple more of those. I'm not really the, the party van, the party bus that we have that on the Central Coast. And I don't need to compete with that. I don't really want to compete with that being for me with the winemaking background that I have, my conversations are very enlightening. And at the end of the day, I, I leave making brand new friends that, you know, I have people that I took out um, about three months ago. They're now coming back because of our conversation, because we were in Edna Valley. And then we were in Paso Robles the next day. Now they want to go to San Inez Valley and do Grenache. And then they want to do Santa Maria Valley and do Pinot Noir. And so they've now broken it up to where it's completely all about the education because I opened that box for them. And now they're like, oh my God, I want more. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I don't see myself going larger. I actually want to get a smaller vehicle, like a four-seater, and then in make that really for the people who are engaged in winemaking and what you know and the the whole experience of what they're tasting what's in your glass where it comes from why why is it like that 
Um, because when you have six, it's a little hard to keep all of their attention. And a lot of that discussion happens when we're going from one winery to another. And <clears throat> so I, I kind of want to go smaller for myself, but I would like to still have six seaters and then hire some people who would actually drive and take people out. Those, those tours, if they're not wine educated as much as I am, I also with the, my blog, I'm doing wine education classes. Mm -hmm. Anyone that I would hire, I would want them to, I would teach them certain things and that way they would have that information to be able to tell their clients during that day. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. And what is um, some of the things that have been well, in other words, what, what has been successful for you? Like, what does success mean to you? Success would mean I have enough tours to keep the company building and growing um, that I'm able to give back to my community by offering donations and auction items and, you know, being able to take out local colleagues and um, then that way, whatever organization, they get that money for that day, that, that money goes straight to them. I don't get paid for it, but success means that you're able to um, just be doing what you're doing and doing it full-time and being able to give back at the same time. Absolutely, absolutely. And what are some things, uh, like advice you would give that you've learned from operating a business uh, to other people that would like to be business owners, like it could range from anything from just uh, figuring out what it is that you're going to offer, what are your services, what are your products, so what are some of the things that really have stuck out with you that you've learned from managing your business that you would give as advice to others? You got to really think about what it is that you want to do and why, and then really when, as you're building it, really try to keep that focus because my business has, I also do the fantasy of lights tour during Christmas. And that's where you take, you know, families out and we go Christmas, we go and look at Christmas lights in neighborhoods in the area. Cause we have some really big, fascinating shows, uh, light shows. So that I kind of have stretched my services a little bit, but then at the end of the day, my number one is the wine tasting. And then I also have stretched the services by going to the beer tasting, the cider tasting, the spirit tasting. Um, I can get, so those kind of lose the focus a little bit. Um, you've got to really know what you want to do because also executive transportation. Here we're, I'm delivering people to LAX, which is four hours away. And so that's a little bit different, but that's also because of COVID and the restrictions and the economy and the recession and, you know, everything going on in, in our world, I've had to go outside of what I set it up to do, to be able to keep doing what I'm doing. I had to be flexible and I had, you know, I still have to be flexible to be able to, you know, it's an expensive car payment, it's expensive insurance. <clears throat> Once I hire people, I'll have workman's compensation, which is expensive. And so you just, you got to be open to also being flexible in what you need to do to keep the business open. Absolutely. I, I love that. And I'm curious, is there anything like, I, I, I asked this in the beginning and you said it, it depends on what somebody wants to do, but in terms of picking spots like to eat or to drink, 
is there ever any spots that you frequent a lot or is there any time that you have to or maybe can work off some type of partnership with the business uh, because you are bringing groups of people to eat and drink or has it been just pretty much more chill because you just look at like um, openings who's available and then take them to those areas it's a little bit of all of that I try to give each client their own unique experience for the day so I try not to go to a winery that I've already been to mm-hmm. um, for me because in our area um, one hour north one hour south there I have 200 to choose from going north and I have another roughly 150 to choose from going south so there's no reason why I should ever repeat but with the bubbly tour that I was just referring to my sister just opened a bubbly store um, tasting room in um, 30 minutes north of where I live and so I'm trying to help build her business and so that one I will frequent more because it's my family it's my sister it's so fun and swanky and just a cool vibe that that one I will but pretty much um, I've been to a couple wineries twice but that was because it was a personal request of my clients Um, Other than that, I do try to suggest, hey, you know, there's this one and this is what they're doing. Would you like that? But I do have clients that are very specific on what they want. And then I have clients that are like, nope, I want you to do what you do and and surprise me. So I do try to um, keep everybody, make every experience each and of of their own. So that way I have not duplicated so far in a year and a half. And, you know, I've done it professionally for a year and a half under tours and tasting by each and can be Mary. But when I owned the winery for 15 years, I did this also with my clients where we went to the vineyards, we went to the winery in the vineyards. I take bottles of wine that I produced in that vineyard. And then we'd go to the winery and we'd go to the barrels and we would try the same wines, but then they wouldn't be filtered or fined. And they would have to imagine how is this now going to taste like this? And, you know, so that way they, they had the full, the full vision of, you know, from the vineyard to the winery to the finished bottle of what it, what it is. And so I, I've been doing these experiences for a very long time and that you leave making, you become their best friend. They'd love it. And then they tell people, and then those people are like, well, I want to do that. So it, it's just good business. Well, as you were explaining that too, something came up. Uh, I, I thought of a question and as business owners, Nobody uh, likes to deal with brute customers or uh, just bad customers, right? So have you ever been in that situation? And I'm just thinking because there's alcohol involved. Mm -hmm. Has there ever been a situation where like a customer has gotten a little bit, you know, had a little bit too much fun or became rude? And how did you deal with that? Or has has that not been an issue? When I had the tasting room, we were trained on how to watch that and try to prevent that. And then we had, we had to, we're required to follow certain rules to where, how could we help alleviate that problem? Because that when people do get intoxicated, they lose their inhibitions and then you've got to deal with it. And so um, that is one of the reasons why I don't want to drive the larger Mm-hmm. passenger vans full of people because then you have to deal with it more more often than not and so that is one of the reasons why I don't want to do that um plus I'm just more of a unique niche with having the winemaking experience and background mm-hmm. so um 
yeah, you do. When I had my tasting room, you know, we we were taught that if they are starting to slur their words, their eyes aren't matching their the turn of their head. If they tink their tooth with their glass, or if they put their glass down and it was rough, not not gentle. Um, that's when we go and get the water. We don't even ask, hey, can I pour you some water? Because we don't point it out. It's just go get the water, pour it, you know, put the carafe there and have it, but pour it. So that way it's available, but don't don't point it out. So yeah, um, in my vehicle, I do carry waters. Um, I do have some snacks to where <clears throat> I have not dealt with drunkenness yet. Um, but if I did, I I would definitely be like, hey, do we need to go? Like, actually, I have dealt with it. Um, I was taking a group of four women who met from all over the United States and they met in wine country and I picked them up and we went out and they did get pretty intoxicated because they were drinking before I picked them up. And so I didn't know that beforehand. And so I ended up going through a drive through before I took them back to the hotel because they they just needed some some food in their stomach. And yeah. Yeah, so well, that's, I, that's very good. And something sometimes from what I get from there is as a business owner, you have to know when to make the right decision to like, hey, I got to either take them to a drive through something that's not planned, right? Mm -hmm. To get food to help them out and be good. Um, also, uh, making the decision to like when you're trained, to like, okay, these guys need some water, they need to take a break. So mm -hmm. uh, it's being um, vigilant of those mm -hmm. key things that are happening to make the right decision and, and yeah and with me being a tour company it's up to the wineries and the breweries and the distilleries to catch that as well mm -hmm. um, if I did bring drunk customers in there they probably wouldn't accept my reservation the next time because they don't want to deal with that and they don't want me to deliver drunk people right. or intoxicated people or people who are being loud and rude that they, and I, I, those four women that I was referring to, I said, hey, you know, you can't talk like that in here. They knew I knew the owners, they knew I knew the staff, you know, because I was talking with them. And I said that they won't let me come back. You really, you gotta, mm -hmm. they were being inappropriate. They were having fun, but it was inappropriate. And so they did will it in and then they did apologize. And I said, um, you know, because that you all get to go back home, you know, catch your planes and go back home. Well, I get to still see them in the, in the industry. And so that they'll remember me and I don't want to be remembered like that. So I think, yeah. And I brought this up because I've, you know, seen these scenarios happen before. And I think as a business owner, it's important to keep your cool, keep your calm, try to do things the best way possible uh, to e even if it's not the best customer at the time that you're having to deal with this, but keeping your cool and making the right decisions are is going to turn out the best in the end for mm -hmm. everybody. So yeah, that's awesome that you uh, shared that experience with your business. Uh, Robin, if someone is looking for uh, taking tours and you know anybody who wants to visit uh, the Central Coast can come in, like you were saying, from these group of girls met up and wanted to do these tours. So what's the best way to get in contact with you? Uh, my phone number 805-608-0792. And then um, through my website, eatdrinkandbemerry.online, mm -hmm. uh, there's a section that says tours and tasting. 
and they can go on there and fill out the form and then that kind of is emailed to me and then I'll call them right away. But calling is, you know, one level faster. Okay, sounds good. We'll put your phone number and your website in the show description so people can know more about you and see uh, see your information that talks a little bit about who you are and the different services that you offer. And Robin, I want to thank you again for being on the show today. And I want to thank the audience for listening. So thank you so much for joining and sharing your story today. Thank you for having me. I really do appreciate it. And if you're down in our area that let me know, I'll take you to whatever you're telling me you want to do. I will find that place for you and we'll go and I'll show you around. Awesome. Awesome. I appreciate it. I definitely have to take you up on that offer whenever I'm uh, down in that area. And uh, sounds like a lot of fun. So thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. Have a wonderful day.